Yo, what's up everybody? This is another episode of the Low Static Podcast. I'm your amazing host, Phil Winter. Um, today I have a super dope, amazing guest with me. Today I have Jazz. Hi. The infamous. The notorious. <laughs> How are you doing today? I feel great. I feel amazing. How about you? I'm pretty good. I'm awesome. You know, just okay. blessed trying to live life. Um, you know, introduce yourself to like introduce yourself to the people. Like who are you? What do you do? My name is Jasmine Ames. I am a yoga teacher, a mystic, shamaness, a motivational speaker, astrologer, mm-hmm. um, the list goes on. Um, but I have a, a pretty eclectic set of interests, interests, interests that vary. It just, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's yeah, no, lot. that's dope. I've never heard of so many cool, like different things put, like, put together, but that's a lot, that's cool. Um, where are you from originally? Originally, I was born in North Carolina, um, in Jacksonville, and then from, so I moved around a lot, so yeah. I, I don't really consider myself from any place, but I was born in North Carolina. From there, I moved to South Carolina, I moved to New Jersey. Hey, Jersey represent. Right? You, see, you see the shirt I got on right It's here? official. Yeah, it's a. It's a... It's a different state of mind up there it in general. Um, definitely a hustler's mentality. Yeah. Uh, it taught me a lot, uh, but I moved to Atlanta in 2008, and Atlanta is where I feel I was raised. Okay, cool. Gwinnett, cool. Northside. <laughs> so Atlanta is definitely home out of all the other states. That yeah, def- Atlanta raised me. Atlanta is what formed the culture that I rock with now, yeah. Okay, so. pretty dope. All right, uh, yeah, so let's get into the basics. Let's start with astrology. Like, give me like a little brief uh, like synopsis of what astrology is. Ooh, okay. Uh, astrology is a, a method of time. Like, it's a, it's a way to measure time. It's, wow, that's such a broad question. It measures time. It is 12 different seasons that range from Aries that begins in... March and then it ends with Pisces in February. Um, there's 12 different zodiac signs, and I think it originated with the Mayans. They were the first to actually mm-hmm. study the stars. Um, it's um, astrology is based on the constellations that are in the sky. It's based on stars. It's based on planets. Um, when you're able to keep track of what planet is in what sign during what a certain time of the year you can you're able to use the energy of that p- planet to manifest things to their highest ability wow. so it, it's okay. yeah it's a lot it, there it's a lot but it's a lot then it's it's a lot more than just you saying like oh i'm a scorpio or oh i'm a taurus you have so many other astrological placements that make up you as a human yeah. So astrology is like, um, it's like a celestial map, like wow, a okay. celestial map. How on earth did the minds even figure out about like planets and like all that stuff back then? That's kind of crazy. That's so like I ahead mean, of their time, I feel like. Ahead of time in but that's why they're there. so amazing. And I wish that there was more information that was available about right, it. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, I feel like it was based on their livelihood. They needed to pray to gods in order for rain. Um, so they knew that during a certain time was the best time to pray for rain because 
of right, whatever, yeah. like the heart, like harvesting and, yeah, and growing food and, 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 yeah. and collecting water and stuff like that. They didn't really have anything else to do. So their, their entire life was centered around making things more efficient. So they were able to, I guess, keep up with the sun and moon cycles as a first step in order to understand how things worked or how to grow things better. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, wait, how did you first get into astrology and like horoscopes? Like, what was your entry point into that? Ooh, I was really young. I, I want to say I was about seven. And my mom, she had this book. It was, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it'll, it's, um, it's about a 400 page book. And in every page, it, it's a, it has a day of the year. And that day of the year, if it was your birthday, it would show, it would tell you all of the traits. Mm -hmm. So I had this book and I studied it. I studied my birthday and I was like, wow, it's so cool. And yeah, it's been, it's a part of, it's actually a part of my astrological makeup. Like it's, it, it's a part of my path to study these things because even I didn't realize it as a child, but as I study more, I, I know that because my, my son, my son placement is in the ninth house. The ninth house is the house of spirituality, philosophy, and things like that. So as a kid, reading books, reading books. And then when I had my spiritual awakening, quote yeah. unquote, yeah, when was that? Uh, that was probably in 2016, 2015, 2016. So quite recently, but I, um, I read this book. It was called Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. And it's a book that talks about emotions and um, how we allow them to dictate our life. It actually put emotions on like a, a spectrum, a scale of either you're operating from a place of love or you're operating from a place of fear. Anyway, that was kind of like my initiation into like the deeper meaning of all things. So that's how I got into my natal chart and astrology, your, your natal chart, as I was telling you earlier, it's your celestial thumbprint. Everything that you need to know about your life, your triggers, your patterns, how many kids you're gonna have, it's all it's all there. Mm, wow. Now you can you can be in alignment with that or like use that as a map. I mean or you can just I think it's to each their own. Like some people choose to use the resources, some you know, it's not their thing. Yeah. Okay, um, can you like briefly descri describe each sign? Because like, I'm a complete noob Ooh, in this shit. Oh my god, that'd so, be fun. Um, okay. Yeah, briefly describe each sign okay. and like some characteristics. Um, so let's start with Aries. Yeah, let's start with Aries. Aries, they are the leaders. They are great at beginning. They're they're great at starting things. They're very headstrong. The the Aries is ruled by the head. So each each zodiac sign, as you go down, it rules a certain part of your body. Mm. Aries is the head. Um, Taurus, Taurus, uh, philosophical, nurturing, uh, they're ruled by the throat, um, they are speakers, they're mm. the, the religious people of our society, they spread the message. Um, what's next? Cancer. Cancer is the money sign. Of all signs, cancers are the richest. Taurus is the second, third is Scorpio. Um, but cancers, they're very, they're also very nurturing, water signs, kind of closed off a little protected very very sensitive empathic um gemini they're the communicators they're the talkers they're going to move around the room they're the innovators of thought and ideas after that uh comes leo is it leo or yeah leo, leo? leo. oh leo uh all ego the sun they're super fun fixed fire they're definitely very fiery fiery very confident um most times they have a lot of hair <laughs> Um, 
What's after that, Virgo? Oh uh, yeah, go Virgo. Virgo, Virgo are, they're the organizers, they're the healers, they're the doctors, they're the pharmacists. Um, any Virgo in your life, they're probably there to, they're, they're there to heal you for some reason or help you. Um, what's after Virgo? Libra. Libra, Ugh, they talk so much, but I love them. I was raised by two Libras, so I, I know them in and out. They, they bring people together. That's, that's their role. Um, Capricorn. Ugh, they work so hard. They're the hard workers. They're the, the Capricorns are the ones who do things behind the scenes for the people who are on the front lines. They're the, they're the people who, who help you put together all the fine details, but you never know. You never know it's them. But they're mm. the, they're great at helping other. They're great at helping push other people forward. So they play the background kind of. They just very well, very well, very very well. But hard workers. They they work too hard sometimes. Mm. Um, after that, we we forgot Sag. We forgot Sagittarius, which we're in Sagittarius season right now, so it's very fitting. Um, and we forgot the best one, Scorpio. Scorpio. Wow, Scorpio. We totally forgot. Mm. Yeah, I got on a roll. I'm sorry. Scorpio. <laughs> oh, oh, passionate. They don't tell you a lot about how they're feeling. They're ruled. They're actually, they're very sexual. They're ruled by the by the sexual organs. Um, so like so when I tell you that each sign is ruled by a body part, that means that they're more inclined to, like, if you touch an Aries head, they're, they're like, oh, my God, I love this person. Or, like, if you grab a Taurus neck, they're going to be like, oh, my God. Like, that's their, that's your lure. Like, that's your, your mm. kryptonite almost. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, Scorpios, they're, they're always doing well. They're always going to do well. They're leaders. But ultimately, they experience really, really intense emotions that they don't like to share with people. Like, really intense. Like, the mo the, the darkest um, the darkest. No, I'm, I'm very serious. No, I know you yeah. are. I know you are. <laughs> um, so yeah. So after that, we we're in Sagittarius season. Sagittarius, they're the archer. They, they like to hit targets. They have, they like to set clear and definite goals and, and that's their main focus. They're the, where they're called the centaurs where they're half horse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They, they like to just go for it. The fire, fire, fiery signs. Mm. And then Aquarius. Hmm. All Aquarius are different, in my opinion, but they're all about service, giving, um, forming a community around themselves, um, like that, that bringing that, it's like they, they like to bring people together like the Libra, but unlike the Libra, it's not about, it's not all about them. It's more about the collective. It's more about the collective consciousness. Okay. And then um, Pisces, they're very creative, very fun, very childlike. Um, Intense creativity. That's when I think what I, what I think about when I think of Pisces, like intense creativity, uh, an intense need to create. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was all that right. all of them? Did we miss anyone? No, we got all of them. Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, we got all of them. That was a lot. So you are a Taurus. Um, I am a Taurus. Some of my favorite Tauruses are Travis Scott, Meek mm, Mill, mm -hmm. Pusha T. Um, who are some of your favorite Tauruses? Uh, Aubrey Hepburn is one of my favorite Taurus women. She's a, she was a humanitarian. She was beautiful. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, she's a oh, vibe, yeah, yeah, an aesthetic. Yeah. Who is another favorite Taurus? Oh, Kalani. Kalani's dope. Oh, yeah, I like her. Unapologetically her. will say whatever the fuck she wants to say. <laughs> um, who's another favorite Taurus that I have? Mm, those are the Malcolm X. Oh, Malcolm I didn't X even is know. one of my favorite Taurus men. Yes. Uh... Yeah, I don't need to say anything else after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does the time and like your location affect your sign? In terms of, I think it has an effect on 
when you were born. So if you were born during Leo season, you're a Leo, obviously. So the collective energy, the sun is in Leo. The sun is in the zodiac of Leo. So when, when it's summertime and it's Leo season, everyone feels like they can do whatever they want. Everyone feels like they can do anything. So that's why people born during that time feel like they can do anything. So the idea is with astrology, even if you're not a Leo, even if you're a, a Cancer, the idea is to harness the energy of that ah, season okay. so that you can, because there's a, there's a, there's a bolster that's given with the, with the planets, depending on how big the planet is, that the energy draws deeper. So like I said, if you're, so, for example, we're in Sagittarius season. Right now, the best bet for the collective would be to pay close, pay extra attention to expansion and creating independence and, and defining set goals. So I think that's the main, that is the main effect. And it affects you based on the time and place that you were born, that has an effect on obviously who you are as a person, but then also, I mean, the seasons don't change no matter where in the world you are. It's right. a, so, it, being in the know in terms of where the astrological, plan, the astrological planets are can allow you to take advantage of the energy that they have to offer. Okay, cool. Wait, does, um, why does the time of, why do they use the time of your birth and not the time of conception when it comes to your sign? Because you're not out of the womb yet. You're just you're still in your you're still under the you're still under the influence of your mother's womb. Hmm. It's not until you're actually you come out. Uh, okay, I thought it was like I mean I have no idea. Like I said, I'm a complete noob when it comes to this. this no, shit, no so. worries. I understand. <laughs> yeah, so it's when you actually come out of the womb that is the that is when the energy hits you. It's ah, okay. you on that. It's like got that. You. Got you, got you, got mm -hmm. you. Um, how accurate do you think astrology is? I'm biased because uh, mm -hmm. I, I I use it as a as a lifeline. I think it's I think it's as accurate as you allow it to be. It's all based on perception. If you choose to have faith in something, it will be you know that. But very true. Because I only ask because I kind of another thing is like. How much do you think like your family and your life affects like your sign char characteristics? Because for example, like I could be like super blunt or like loyal and focused, or I could just be like a New Yorker, or like mm -hmm. I could be mm -hmm. a super loving person, or I could just get that, that characteristic from my mom because she was loving to me or something like that, you know? So how much is it like your sign versus like your environment that you live in? The thing about astrology is I feel like it accounts for your environment. So as I research my own astrological placements in my own natal chart, I was able to draw connections in, in terms of the way that I grew up. I was able to draw connections like, oh, my natal chart said that I would be in a family that fostered this kind of energy, or I would be mm -hmm. in an environment growing up where I would experience these kind of experiences, which is why I am the way that I am today. The natal chart explains all of those things. So I feel like, And my, my belief system is that your life is planned from the moment you're born. Everything that you experience, it's been, it's been set, it's been planned. And any, any diversion that you take, like there's one true path and sometimes you come off the path, maybe when you're a little bit older and you can make your own choices, but 
I think your astrological chart and your upbringing are linked. Mm. So what you experience as a that. kid will come up on the chart. Yeah, that's funny because like when you sent me mine, like I seen like mad shit that relate. I'm like, yo, this is too funny. Like it's mad accurate. You know, it had a lot to do with my upbringing and stuff like that. But then there's also the idea of you know you study it and then you make those observations. But what do you do with the information once you right. know it? Yeah. So the idea is to use those um, translations as a. It's like you're opening yourself up to a doorway where you can you're finally open to receiving certain messages or or noticing certain things like your triggers your patterns while you do things the way you do what are some what are some patterns that trigger you feeling a certain way or even yeah. your thought process like it's it's been very it's been very very helpful yeah. um do you think pets and animals are affected by astrology yes my pets yes i have a I have a, a Taurus dog. <laughs> I have a Taurus and a Pisces dog. A Taurus dog, a Pisces dog, and a Capricorn dog. And they <laughs> all act exactly like How they're they supposed like, to. Okay. <laughs> That's funny because I feel like animals are like all like personality, so you see their personality they have more. Emotions. It's yeah. the emotional tie. Yeah. And I think that's what makes them very human. Um, Maz, the Taurus, he's very macho like he has like this like short man complex and as a Taurus man Taurian men like to be the leader they like to just like they're very aggressive and kind of like in your face and that's definitely his energy yeah he likes to also eat he likes to eat a lot um Capricorn my Capricorn dog she's a hoe I'm not gonna lie <laughs> like Capricorn women are thirsty Capricorn Word. women are mad thirsty yes and I mean that's no shade, but it's just a, it's just an observation that I've made. Don't get mad if you hear this. Um, but yeah, she likes to come on to the dogs really hard. Like to get sometimes. around out here. Yeah, it's cool. but yes, I definitely do think it has an effect. That's cool. Okay. Um, would you plan? Would you ever like plan to have your child around having a certain sign? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> Fuck hell yeah, of course. You wouldn't just let it be random, or you'd be like, no, nah, I need to have a. Uh, a Capricorn sign. Not when I know what I know. Like, I... True, yeah. Not when I know. I don't... They're just certain... If I can have it... I don't even want to speak it. And I don't even want to say it because I don't <laughs> want to put in stone like that. Because I don't even know if I if I had a child, what... So, I mean, Gemini. Gemini baby. Taurus baby. Maybe Pisces. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely try. Definitely, definitely. You know what they say? Okay, so Scorpio is the most popular zodiac sign. You want to know why? Because February 14th is... Oh, Valentine's Day. Boom. Yeah. Yo, our parents are getting yeah. it in. You know what I mean? That's hey. what I'm saying. <laughs> so funny, right? <laughs> nah, that's so true. So funny. Uh, okay. Um, are you one of those people, like, when you meet a new person, like, do you ask them what their sign is? Oh, yeah. And then do you dub them or just, yes, like, treat them accordingly? Yes, I will dub you. Yes. If you're, why? <laughs> listen. I don't I, like people like you because I'm, I'm the person that gets I'm dubbed. I'm right. like, I'll be right. I'll, nah. My deductions most times. Okay, maybe I... Okay, so maybe you... <laughs> obviously, you can create something before it's even happened. So if I view you and I'm like, oh, you're an Aries, you're, you're trash. That's going to be my perception. So you're right. That's probably not the best. Yeah, because I'll be like in a situation where like I'll like meet somebody and they'll be cool and regular. Mm -hmm. And they'll just ask, oh, yeah, what's your sign? I'm like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. <gasps> Scorpio. And they're like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of oh, here. Oh, nah, I'm out of yes, here. Nah. I'm just it's like, intense. what? You don't even intense. know me. 
I'm like, y'all don't even know me. What the fuck? Like, you're not going to get to know me. So I would at least find out. I've, I'll try to find your natal chart. And okay. I'll, I know it's not good. It's I'm. It's not good. It's well, it's not. It's not. It's not good. Just know I've got dubbed like literally a thousand. You're times a Scorpio. Like, Scorpio. You're intense. You're intense. Sometimes. You. <laughs> <laughs> you said sometime. <laughs> um. But yeah, definitely. I. Gemini is definitely a hard no, on all <laughs> levels. They're they're fun for a little bit, but then after a while, it's kind of like I'm ready to settle down. But then the, there's no ideal zodiac sign either. It's mm. like they're still humans. Right, no, exactly. No, every sign has a light and a dark. So Exactly, exactly. Um, break down a birth chart. What is it? Like describe what that is. Your birth chart is And how more important it is to like look into that versus just your your one regular sign. Oh, okay. So your birth chart is your um, astrological makeup based on the planets, the sun, moon, Mercury, Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune. And um, it outlines the self, who you are, why you react to things the way that you do, why you communicate the way that you do. Um, it hones in on... How can I... Your education, it... Um, children your your upbringing your home environment travel uh but then you also get into where those planets sit in each house of your actual chart so your first house is the house of your ego yourself but then your second house is the house of material possessions and then the third house is communication fourth house is family fifth house i mm, i want to say is um i can't remember but there's 12 of them. So, for example, let's just say I have my my second house, my house of material possessions, is in the house of, well, it's in the planet of, or my let's just say, for example, my second house is in Mars, mm -hmm. and my Mars is in Aries. So Mars is the planet of um, communication, going after things. Aries is impulsive, likes to do things very quickly. So with the second house, Mars and Aries placements, that means in terms of material possessions, I'm very impulsive and I like to just go for it. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of thought process like if I was, for example, um, someone who was a little bit slower, like a Taurus or, or something like that. So for so it's like, although I'm a Taurus, I'll tell you my, if you know, you know, I am a Taurus sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Virgo rising. Your rising sign is how you come off to strangers. I think, what's your rising? Your rising is um, cancer, right? Cancer, yeah, it was yeah, cancer, so yeah. Yeah, cancer rising. So maybe people think you're a little bit nicer than you actually are. They may, Maybe you come off a little coy or something <laughs> to strangers. <laughs> to strangers, I don't, I don't know what people think about me. I really don't even but it's only, But it's only if they don't know you. But right, then yeah. obviously when people have the chance to get to know you, they find out, okay, I'm, you're a Scorpio sun. That means that's how you are the most consistently. But then also you have your moon sign. Your moon sign is how you think you are, which how is a I whole. But okay. your internal thought yeah, process yeah, yeah. is a little bit different that. than what you'll allow other people to see. Of course, yeah. So yeah, um, it, it outlines who you are and why you are like that. At a, to keep it general. Okay. Okay. Um, do you think you attract certain signs, like in friendships and relationships? I think it's a choice. I think it's your. I think. 
I think it's a choice. I the best I can do is set intentions and who I, who I hope to interact with and who I hope to be around. But in terms of my friendships, I don't really feel like I attract one one sign more than the other. I I have Taurus friends. Oh, Taurus friends. Uh, Pisces friends. Um, maybe I don't have a lot of fire sign friends. I'd say hmm. because I'm more chill and low-key and fire signs a little bit more like feisty and fiery and what are what are the, all the signs like a water fire earth, earth signs? And what, air? what are what are each okay, what each so, signs are in so each thing air signs they're based on communication thought fire signs passion drive water signs emotions sensitivity feeling and then earth signs are they material things they're very they like comfort mm. and in and, and, and the physical world. That's so using the energy of that, using the energy of what you know your element is can be helpful. So if you, so for me, example, I know I'm a Taurus. I know that I have a good eye for physical objects. I know that I, I, I know what, 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 physical objects look good. I, I'm able to hone in on the physical, on the right now. So I use that to my advantage. Maybe someone who has a water sign can use the ability to feel as their, as, um, as a tool for them. You use, once you know your element, you can use it as a tool. Okay, got you. Um, what do you think are some of the best compatible signs to be together? Hmm. Scorpio, Taurus. I mean, the sister signs. Sister signs. Scorpio, Taurus. What are the other ones? Um, Sagittarius and Sagittarius and Leo go really well together. Fire with fire goes really, really well. Uh, Virgo, Gemini. Great. Scorpio, Virgo. Great. Um, but it's it's much deeper than that. Right. It's, it's not that general. Yeah. There's yeah. still it's like so a much. Person to person type mm-hmm. thing. Um, yo, so who writes these daily horoscopes and why should we take their word? Like, who are these random people that we're just listening to and basing our, not random, but like, who's people that we're listening Everybody's to? Everybody's doing it. It's, it's the newest thing. Um, I think it's best to just use your discretion and use your intuition. It's really hard now because it's a, becoming a more saturated niche. I think... You should just def if you're if you have a horoscope that you use or you have an app that you use, use use your intuition. If you feel like it's bullshit, stop using it. If you don't trust them, if they don't seem real, don't listen. Cause you, it's scary. Cause some people can end up in fucked up situations because they're trusting someone giving. They're throwing them this information, and then right. like people believe it and they're like, oh my god. But then they find out it or it's completely fake. It's right. not genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Use your intuition. Here's your intuition. But there are there are great resources that I use. I, I really like a sanctuary is really cool. Um what's another time passages. Time passages is one that I really like. Are these websites heavily. or apps? They're apps. Okay. Time passages and sanctuary are the two that I would recommend um just for my own personal use. It's more based in science versus just someone talking and that's why I like it. Okay, dope. Um, do you know the signs of some of your favorite artists and idols and like describe oh, yeah. some of their characteristics? Okay, so Frank Ocean, Scorpio. How is he uh, a Scorpio? Like what, what about him says Scorpio? Like what like what are his demeanors? Frank Ocean, 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 fixed water, Ocean, Scorpio, fixed water, Frank Ocean. 
um, the 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 deep the deep cryptic music that's sp- he communic he communicates and conveys emotions that other people can't even put into words through through music. Facts. I love Frank Ocean. I love him so much. Another, I mean Virgo. Virgo's amazing. I love Beyonce. Attention mm. to detail, planning, the need for it to be just right with no apologies. Mm. Love it. Who else is really amazing? Um, in terms of music? Or is anybody who you look up to? Anybody you fuck mm, with? I really look up to Gemini's, Kanye. Um, in terms of, I mean, he's the little, uh, in terms of the politics and stuff, it's it's a little bit cringy, but yeah. the idea of innovating thought is what's really, really important. The idea of pushing, moving thought forward, I respect that, and that's something that I work to do for myself, so that's why I, when I, I notice that, and I'm like, oh my God, he's, he's, he's working, he's doing something weird. I don't like it, but he's smart. Uh, who else do I look up to? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, Malcolm X, I'll say again, using the power yeah. of voice, using um, the power of philosophy and just spreading that message is really really important to me um but yeah those are those are a couple of my favorites okay all right it's another little section called this or that so i'm asked you like oh i heard about this yes i'm gonna ask you a few (laughs) things you just tell me which one you prefer okay all right this is the horoscope astrology edition of this or that um all right would you rather have a capricorn best friend or a virgo best friend virgo (laughs) why they're healers. They they listen. They pay attention to detail. So like, if I tell them that I think I'm gonna get back with my ex boyfriend, they're gonna be they're gonna be like, no bitch, don't you remember that one time you told me about this and this and this and that and how he did that? And they're gonna give you every detail what that person did. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, what was I thinking? I totally forgot. Attention to detail. They're they're very organized. They, <laughs> but they always just know what to say. Yeah. They always know what to say to help me figure out whatever I need to at the time. So definitely Virgo. Okay. All right. This or that. Would you rather have an Aries boss or a Leo boss? I would rather have a Leo boss because mm, mm, that's tough. That's tough because Aries are great leaders, but they're not good at finishing things. So (laughs) (laughs) I would say so fixed fire. I the. I feel like Leo is more consistent in terms of their their work ethic and their morals and their beliefs. Aries are a little bit more impulsive and quick to change. And as a Taurus, I don't really resonate with that energy. So Leo, for sure, for work. All right. This for that. Would you rather have a Cancer boyfriend or a Scorpio boyfriend? Why are you doing this to (laughs) me? Why are you doing this? Oh... I would have to say cancer. Cancer, they're empathic. And from for me, I need to know that you know how I feel. And I need you to also communicate that. Scorpios, they, they know how to make you feel, but they won't tell you how they feel. Or like, it's like very subtle. It's just very subtle and very nah, cryptic. That's facts. That's very so cryptic. true. But cancers... They'll make you the mixtape. They'll take you to dinner. Like they'll they'll tell you all the things. Like they'll 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 do they'll do it all. Plus they're the, their money sign. So definitely yeah. cancer. 
Yeah, that's funny. I remember I used to like date this girl like a while ago, and like she would be like try to ask me how I feel, which I'm like, bro, like why? Don't ask me, don't ask why me about my fucking me. feelings. You should know how I feel, or you rather should like yeah. you should already know. Don't ask me. It's yeah. so funny like to look back and think about how I used to act and shit. I'm like, wow, that's funny as fuck. I used to really just be on the stupid quote unquote Scorpio shit. Um, all right, this or that. Would you rather have a Sagittarius president or a Gemini president? Sagittarius. Because we have a Gemini president currently and it's a shit show. Oh, he's shit. he Donald Trump is a Gemini and he's saying any and everything that he can without thinking. And it's just not smart. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, so yeah, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're getting into mm -hmm. some of these yoga questions. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so how long have you been doing yoga? Since 2014, so almost six years. Mm. How long yeah. have you been teaching? Mm, a year. Year. Oh, okay, dope. Year. Um, what benefits has yoga brought into your life? The build the <laughs> one of the biggest things that yoga has offered me is the bil the ability to separate myself from my emotions, which I didn't know I could do before. Um, uh, before I started practicing yoga, I was more of a reactive person than a proactive person. So external forces dictated my emotions and I was blinded by it and I didn't know how to act. Uh, when I started doing yoga, I started connecting deeper to my breath and into my body. I developed that mind-body awareness, which I didn't have before. So when you have that, you're able to connect to your homeo homeostasis, how you feel at a base level. So when I started feeling emotionally triggered I would I now am able to notice it physically in my body and that's very very powerful because it can prevent you from you know acting temporarily acting permanently off of temporary circumstances or you know what I mean mm -hmm. definitely helped give me mind body awareness and connect deeper to my breath okay dope dope um what advice do you have for a person who's beginning their yoga journey breathe don't stop breathing just breathe it doesn't matter how you look in the pose, don't look around, just focus on breathing. Um, what do you, what do you, some of your favorite yoga positions or poses? I love headstand. I like standing on my head. I like the, I like the feeling of the blood rushing down, uh, upside down, and then the feeling of coming back right side up. Uh, like yeah. being able to manipulate my blood, blood flow is very interesting. How long has it gotten, how long did it take you to be able to stand on your head? Not stand on your head, but balance on your head. Um, that's actually not that long. Well, actually, maybe it was a long time. I was practicing for probably about two years before I had the confidence enough to do it. But, um, it's actually a really simple pose. Mm. All right, what are, what are some of your other favorite poses that you like? Mm, I really like tree pose. It's just an, it's, that's a hoop opener where you put the base of your foot on the side, on the inside of your, of your leg and reach your arms up I like it because I like nature and I like mimicking nature yoga's yoga is my art it's my my body is my art so I like to mirror it with nature it's pretty cool nice I like that mm -hmm. um what are some of the benefits what are some of the benefits of hot yoga versus like regular yoga and do you do hot yoga at all do you like that I like hot yoga it's it's fun it I mean, you sweat, and when you're working out, you want to sweat. So there's a conception or a misconception that, well, I mean, sometimes it can be relaxing, but a lot of people think yoga is very slow. But if you want to add more rigor to your practice, step into a 95-degree studio 
and try to do those same poses. You just get a better workout. Yeah, I want to try that because literally I love mm -hmm. being in saunas. I like being in hot places. So you like, sweat. I would you totally sweat out do that. all those demons. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. um, what are some misconceptions about yogi? That we're all love and light, that we're all happy, that we have it all figured out. People are like, you do yoga. Oh, my God, that's so cool. But the reality is, is I'm just still like yoga is cool. But all it is, all I was able to do with that is use it as a tool to help me deal with all the bullshit. Like I'm still dealing with the same stuff that everyone's dealing with. I still experience the same emotions. I'm not any happier or anything like that. Like it's just a process of trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah, that kind of gets into my next question. Um, like, what does yoga do for you mentally? Like, how does that help you? It keeps me in the now. It keeps me in reality. It keeps me grounded. Um, when you're, so from an, from an energetic level, me, I'm very uh, thought-oriented, so a lot of times my perception is actually up here, above my head. When you do yoga, you bring your perception back down to the physical world, and that's how you're able to get the most work done um so what are actually do you prefer like doing yoga like in a group setting or by yourself I like both I like would you like better though I like being around people I like going to class when you as a teacher it's really easy to get comfortable practicing at home and stuff but when you actually go to class and you're you're around other people, but then actually being taught by someone else, you're able to pick up on things that obviously you couldn't pick up on practicing by yourself. So if I had to choose, I always prefer to go to class just because I like to be around people. Yeah, I like to be. But having a home practice has definitely been really, really important as, um, like I said, using yoga as a tool. So like going to class is the refinement process, but my home practice is what uh, keeps me consistent. Because you can't always afford to go to yoga classes. Right, exactly. Uh, wait, where, where can we find uh, your yoga classes? Like, Where do you teach at? I teach privately. So people reach out to me, and then I sometimes will practice in parks. If the weather's nice, it's a little bit colder now. So now I'm traveling to people's homes in their living rooms. Okay, and nice. Stuff like that. yeah. That's I, pretty cool. Because not everybody like can, has access to a gym or can even leave and go to other places. So that's so it's good that you can come to their comfortable space and like do it and make sure they're doing it too. Um, how tough is it to like work with beginners and like teaching beginners of yoga? I, I love it. It's very easy because beginners have no expectations. It's definitely a lot easier to teach a beginner than it is. In my opinion, it's easier to teach a beginner than someone who's advanced. When they're advanced, they have their own practice. They, they know how things should be. When you have a beginner, you're, well, not should be because there's no such thing as should, but when you have a beginner, you're able to just move a little bit slower, help them with the alignment. Um, it's more detail-oriented, but I like that. I like that. I, I love working with beginners because you see the you see their perception shift at the very end. They're like, wow, my mind went somewhere I've never been before. Mm -hmm. And that is like so, that's so fulfilling for me as a teacher because I that means I did my job. Yeah. So I, I love it. I think it's very easy, very chill. I try to keep it, I try to keep yoga very accessible and um, relaxed, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Explain how important it is for breathing and focusing while, to, while doing yoga. Um, breathing is one of the eight limbs of yoga. So it's 
there's there's eight limbs of yoga. There's the asanas, the breathing, acts of service, um, offerings. But breathing is it's like if you're if you're if you, imagine sitting in a yoga pose and you're holding your breath. The idea of yoga is to to create a, a, a movement of energy within the body. The only way that you're able to do that is the breath. Um, yoga is meant to be meditative. The the one thing that you can meditate on that will never leave you is your breath. Um, it's everything. Your breath is everything and all that there is when it comes to yoga. Breathing is yoga. So uh, essentially, you don't even have to move your body. You can breathe for one minute every day and say, yeah, I do yoga because that is yoga traditionally. Breathing is everything. Breathing is so important. Breathing is important. Okay, so you said you meditate and stuff, right? Are you into meditating? I, I meditate very heavily. It's, um, yeah, it's essential. Um, how hard is it to get to that, um, like that focusing space, like that quiet space in your head to actually use it correctly? And how long does it take you and how long yeah how long does it take you to get there? It depends on it depends on what I use. So if I'm if I'm meditating in silence, then it probably takes me about 5 to 7 minutes to get into that delta wavelength, that delta frequency. So you know your brain operates in frequencies. Mm. Um the delta wave is when you're in that 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 observational meditative state. Uh, like I said, if I'm doing it by myself, it takes like five to seven minutes. Some, but I, but I use. Sometimes I'll do guided meditations or guided hypnosis, and it'll take what me is that? to that. Uh, guided guided meditations are just you know, it's like. Well, I really like to pair frequencies to my meditations. So, sound is a frequency certain sounds draw in certain energies so Ah, 528 hertz is the frequency of love so when i'm in meditation if i want to channel that into my body into my perception i'll listen to 528 hertz while i meditate that's crazy that's interesting yeah there's a really good meditation app it's called wave and they incorporate binaural beats which is the combination of two different frequencies into the headphones as you listen and it's supposed Mm. to be beneficial it helps you get to that that space a lot faster um, but yeah, it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. Sometimes if meditation is definitely not something that you run to as a emergency cure all, it's definitely a preventative thing. Like, so you do it before so that when you're feeling like the adrenaline is hitting, you can calm yourself down. The, the idea and the importance of breath is the ability to calm your, adren- your, your, your adrenaline down. That's why you breathe, so you so you don't get like all frazzled. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of that guided meditation, I remember a few years ago, um, I did like this VR meditation. Oh, really? That's yeah, dope. it That's was really pretty cool. cool. Um, so they put like this headset on you, mm-hmm. and like you're laying down on the ground. They had like the candles going and everything. Exactly. And it's like you're supposed to breathe, and as you're humming, it like changes different colors, and mm-hmm. you see different frequencies and the goggles or whatever. And that's basically the whole thing. You're supposed to keep a certain breath and you see mm-hmm. certain colors and hear different sounds and shit. It was really trippy, actually. Yeah. Some really cool shit. Um, Have you ever done psychedelics? Yeah, I've done mushrooms. A good handful of What time. was that like? Um, They're cool. Um, I like them. It depends how much you eat, though. Um, so pairing psychedelics and meditation isn't... It's um something that people have been doing since the beginning of time. Really? Yeah. So... 
Yes, they're amazing. <laughs> um, but that is also, I mean, your 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 perception is heightened. So imagine being right. in a meditative state on mushrooms like mm. that's Oh, ayahuasca. They have ayahuasca retreats where you literally you fly to Bali. It's um, a traditional um, ritual that they do. Um, and you just trip balls and then you find you have your, no, you have your That's awakening. Cool. Um, but, cool. but psychedelics, I will say has definitely been really important in terms of my spiritual evolution. Um, yeah, very, 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 very enlightening. Yeah. Same. I learned a lot about myself, even on like right? psychedelics and shit. Like I learned right? so much about myself. I was like, holy shit. Like what? Yeah. yeah. I learned a lot about mushrooms. Um, what are some of your personal goals for yoga? Um, to just make it accessible, make to, to normalize it, to make it something that as many people have access to as possible. But it's interesting, yoga is not my last stop. I Yoga was something that I took on as a, a part of my journey, but it's not the end. Yeah, it's just a it's, stop. Yeah, exactly. So the idea with yoga is to strengthen my voice and just to get more more vocal. Teaching yoga is the, the gateway, but it'll open up to more things like writing books and, and seminars and speaking and things mm. like that. Yeah, have you been doing any seminars recently, earlier this year? No, I've been, I spent most of the year traveling, traveling and building my brand. So my brand, it's the present light. Um, I, it started off as a, I started off designing jewelry crystal jewelry oh, nice. so that was the that was the plan but then i just wanted to have more of an impact and make it more more sustainable economically so my voice it'll never go away with jewelry i had to constantly keep buying product making things and stuff like that um but now it's just turned into energy healing tarot reading and teaching yoga Mm. Yo, yeah, describe crystals. Like, what are they exactly? To people who don't know, how do they work? Like, all that kind of stuff. They are rocks. They are that they're the earth element. Certain crystals, based on their color, are, well, all crystals are the same. They're all made of quartz. But depending on where they are formed, they make certain colors and patterns. Um, but in my eyes, most of them are the same. It's all based on the intention that you put in. So the most important thing to do if you receive one is to cleanse it with senolite, moonlight. Senolite is another crystal that is used to, to mm -hmm. cleanse things. Um, but to set an intention with it and hold that with you. The, it doesn't matter what the object is. Anything that you put intention to, it will manifest because it's what you're wanting. So yeah. that's the idea. They're just... Rocks that you put intentions to and you put in your pocket and it's supposed to like bring you stuff or bring you positive energy. What, what crystals you. do you have? What do you carry around? What you got the crib? I have an amethyst crystal in my bag. Um, that's my favorite, but I I have a few. I, I mean, I have I have more than I have a lot. Um, lapis luz, labradorite, rose quartz, jasper. There's a mm. lot. You can make like crystal. I have a I have an altar at home and you can make like a crystal grid. And that will pull certain energies and positivity, but it's all based on the intention. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, we're gonna start wrapping this up soon. Um, what are some of your goals for 2020? 2020 on tour. <laughs> um, I want to be paid to travel and speak and teach yoga. I want to do retreats. Uh, I want to go to Tokyo, Mount Fujiyama, build my brand, 
build a community around myself, um, continue to read tarot, continue to change people's perception. Like I was bought, I was brought to the earth to elevate the consciousness of others. So just continuing that same narrative is my goal. Oh, we, we got to get into some of these tarot cards. Yeah. So explain tarot cards too, because we didn't even it's talk about It's a form of tarot is the form of divination. Um, so you've heard of like the Freemasons and the Kabbalah and all that stuff. The original art, the deck that I use, it's the Rider Waite deck, which is a combination of two different artists. One was a Freemason and the other one was just an illustrator. But the tarot cards, the, the illustrations on each card represent things that we all go through as humans. Um, patience, death, uh, newness, things like that. The cards, someone comes to me, they want to know about something. I We say, okay, all the cards do is show a snapshot of how things are at that moment. They can change at any point in time. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the times in my experience in the readings that I've done, everyone already knows what I should end up showing them. They're just like, how do you know that? They already know what I'm telling them. But they sometimes need a visual affirmation or need to hear it from someone else right, to know yeah. that it's right or you know so that's all that's all it's just a form of divination it's it's no different than uh reading tea leaves or 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 i don't know sometimes just listening to your gut or right. yeah all right yes yeah, so we're gonna wrap this up i'm gonna need you to drop a gem any type of advice any type of anything these people could take home and think about um the best advice that I can give is just for you to know that you don't have to attach yourself to your thoughts and your emotions. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's real. Just because you feel some way doesn't mean you'll feel that way forever. So just operating from that point, you, you're not your thoughts, you're not your emotions, you're much bigger than that. Um, is anyone you would like to thank? Uh, you, duh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me talk on here. No, I appreciate you, you being on me, here. Sharing. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, yeah, drop your social media, your website. Where, where can we book a yoga session with you? Where oh, can yeah, we book a tarot yeah. card reading? Like, I need all that. Okay, uh, my Instagram is Mudra Mami. It's M U D R A M A M I. And my website is presentlight.org exactly how it sounds presentlight.org and yeah that's it You're, you can access i'm pretty accessible you can find me okay dope dope well i'd like to thank you jazz for being another amazing uh hey. a guest on my show and you're actually the first lady of yo of that's first what i was gonna say yo thank you're you for letting lady. the ladies in here you know thank what I mean? you. Yes, first not time. the last but yeah it you're the first time. so dope yeah making history <laughs> so thank also thank everybody else for listening to another episode of low static podcast um go follow the instagram man go to low static pod on instagram um it's low static podcast on soundcloud if you have any questions, you want to be a potential sponsor, any inquiries, go ahead and email lowstaticpod at gmail.com. And we out of here. Peace. It's time.